0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Grace with Military Child and Life Podcast. Today, I have Naomi on the podcast. Hi, Naomi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So you are an Army spouse. So kind of tell me a little bit about what that's like and, you know, kind of the lifestyle you live. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I've been a military spouse
1: for uh, a little over 10 years now. And um, my husband and I have four little boys and then a fifth one on the way. Um, We currently live in New England. Uh, My husband got an ROTC assignment to Norwich University. So we've been up here for the
0: last year and um, we love it. Yeah, well, that's amazing. And congratulations on the fifth on the way. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Yes. So what is it like kind of moving around? You know, you just you said you just got to New England um, about a year ago, but where else have you kind of moved around to and, you know, different areas? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we've spent a lot of
1: our time on the East Coast. Uh, We've been in Georgia twice. We were in Virginia before that. Um, My husband spent some time training extensively up at JBLM in Washington. So we've been that direction quite a bit. Um, but otherwise, we were in New York previous to this. And then, um, our second duty station was actually to Hawaii. So that's kind of the furthest west we've ever been was over to Hawaii. Um, and then we've traveled extensively over to Europe. Um, my mom's English, my sister's husband's in the Air Force. We've gone all the way over to Germany and we love touring bases and getting to see, you know, what different posts and bases get to have life with. So, um, but we've been in Georgia twice, Virginia, New York, Hawaii, and then now in Vermont.
0: Wow. Yeah. So kind of all over the East Coast, a little, you know, Hawaii <laughs> is West, but. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is what good. Is, we wanted to be East. So. Yes. It's a little easier to be on the East Coast, I think. Just, you know. Yeah. Well, we're both from
1: the West too. So we've, we've done kind of the West Coast and, you know, seen a lot of that. Um so we were like let's go east so you haven't ever been there so
0: <laughs> Yeah, why not and it's kind of nice over here. I've spent my whole life over here and I do like it over here on this coast. So Awesome. You know, it is nice to, you know, be able to travel still and see the world but kind of yes. have roots in one coast. Yes, for sure. Yeah, what is it like, you know, you mentioned You have kids. What is it like raising kids in the military lifestyle and, you know, moving around and adapting and things like that?
1: Yeah. Um, So we homeschool our kids just for the continuity of um, establishment somewhere. Um, So we don't put them into public school wherever we go. It's, you know, we'll join into different things on base that has different events going on. But, um, you know, we try to keep our kids as, Transient in the sense that our life doesn't change no matter where we end up. They really enjoy getting to see different places uh, they they really love when, especially our oldest, he's eight now, um, he makes a list and says, "Okay, Dad, here's the places that I want us to go and be able to line out. you know, <laughs> this yeah, is, this is where we're gonna go next. Um, so it's it's definitely um we've had some hard times in that when we were in Hawaii. we were you know I felt pretty isolated out there. Um, and so we, we had a bigger army family than we did anything else. You know, all of our friends were very close and we all supported each other. Um, when we were in New York, we were kind of very remote. We didn't live on base for the first time and, you know, it was a 40 minute drive to get to Fort Drum. And so we didn't have quite that same connection as we did in Hawaii, but we try to just make the most of wherever we are and, you know, learn about where we're at and, you know, use it. Each situation in each place that we're in to kind of give us the experience of what it's like being from there. So, we really enjoy trying to get as much, um, as we would have said in Hawaii, you know, like local friends as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, But we also really enjoy being a part of the military family. So, we spend a lot of time with people that, you know, are in our husband's unit or, you know, through, like I said, different events on post. We've we've really enjoyed getting to raise our kids in it. And we're thankful that our kids are very, they're very adaptive to the military lifestyle. So um, we love it. It's It's something that we, you know, we've kind of grabbed onto by the horns and continue to just, each kid has really adapted and enjoyed it really well. So
0: yeah, it's definitely something that, you know, if you grow up in that lifestyle, you know, you kind of are you know, more aware of it. And especially at such a young age, you can growing up, it's harder as like teenagers to understand the the, and grasp like moving away and having friends and um, things like that. Whereas younger kids, it's kind of, you know, you get that view of the world that's so different and you just want to explore everywhere. Yeah you know, meet new people and see new faces. So it's definitely different between, you know, the age groups.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely haven't hit that hurdle yet. Um, we've had a lot of friends that have taken a lot of different experiences on how kind of that, you know, young high school age, like 14 and onwards, because it gets a lot harder for them. So we'll see how things pan out. But for now, the, the kids love it and we're enjoying it.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely cool to, you know, just especially being homeschooled it's a little different than you know w- if your kids would have gone to public school um where like you know you can have a little more time to explore you know the area and immerse yourself in the culture of where you are rather than just you know get up and go to school and maybe yeah. take a field trip you know things like that you have so much more freedom and flexibility
1: yes absolutely
0: Yeah, when we moved um, to Florida and my dad retired, we did virtual school. So we kind of had a similar thing where we did not have to go to school every morning and every day and then, you know, come home and do homework and then go to bed and repeat, you know, the next day. Um, And so we, you know, had weekends where we just went to Disney. We went to, you know, D.C. for the Army 10 miler one year. So we had that that ability to do so many more things. And it was so much more uh, enjoyable at that point, you know, being able to have that flexibility.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. You guys are down in South Florida, correct? Yes,
0: we are. Okay. Yeah, we're like, but, we're at a two hour point where it's like Tampa, Miami, three from Orlando. So we're kind of, oh, wow. We're in a smaller city. We're in um, Cape Coral. And so it's one of the okay. larger cities by landmass, but not by population. Yeah. And so yeah. we're kind of in the middle of quite a few big cities, which is nice too, to be able to, you know, just hop on the road and go somewhere. And it's like a day away.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've said a couple of times we were discussing different posts. We were at, um, Port Gordon in Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. And that was kind of like, it wasn't in the middle of nowhere. It was the middle of everywhere. So it was an yes. hour and a half to three hours to everything. And there's definitely some pros and cons to that a lot of people are like, Oh, well, you're not very close to Atlanta. And it's like, no, you're not very close to Atlanta, but you could go to Chattanooga. You could go up to Knoxville. Like everything was a little bit of a drive, but it was only a little bit of a drive versus, you know, a 10 hour flight or something. <laughs> so yeah. And yeah.
0: It's That's nice having nice that thing. ability
1: of access yeah. to it.
0: Yeah, sometimes it can be a little challenging, you know, if you're just in, you know, the middle of nowhere or just in a big city. And while you can, there's so much to explore in a big city. And I grew up in Cleveland and San Antonio. And so they're, you know, big wow. cities. And yeah. so, um, you know, but you get to a point where you see everything. And so it's nice to kind of be just kind of centralized where you can just take a day trip somewhere, maybe take a weekend and just go and visit somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the awesome things about, you know, the military life of being able to t- kind of just pack up the car and and go no matter where you are. And, you know, you have that, you know, kind of wanderlust in you of wanting to explore everywhere and see so many different places.
1: Yes. Yes. There's, there's definitely an aspect of that to the military that, you know, people kind of like, oh, you guys have to move so much. And it's like, it's not that we have to move so much. We get to move so much. We get yeah. to see so much more of the country. And, um, you know, we've had some friends that are kind of like, we just want to be homebodies and we don't want to travel <laughs> at all. And my husband and I have taken the tack that if we're here, like, why not? Let's experience it. So um, we do a lot of travel ourselves, going different places and seeing different things. And um, we really enjoy, you know, not worrying so much about like, major things, but doing little things and going places where we can, you know, experience something that's really local.
0: Um, Up here
1: in New England, everything in the fall is about apple cider and donuts. (laughs) Like for the kids, it's a big one in the fall going, Hey, we're going up to the orchard. We're going to go, you know, pick some apples. We're gonna have apple cider donuts and, you know, enjoy what is really local for here. Um, So we've really enjoyed getting to do that. You know, the military offers you that ability.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there are definitely some people who would rather kind of just kind of lay low and, you know, missing like a home that, you know, you go to every night that's not temporary or, you know, whatever the case may be. But it's always it's nice to be able to look at it from the perspective of there's so much to do here in this one spot, in this one area, rather than miss out on those opportunities.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely understand, um, you know, the desire to be at home. Our our home in New York and the home we have here in Vermont, we actually (laughs) ended up not by choice, but um, we ended up with houses <laughs> that we're doing um, home re- renovations on. So our house in New York, yeah. we had a Victorian built in the 1890s and um, we did a full kitchen reno and ended up like adding some things to it and bringing back a lot of stuff that the house had. And when we were moving to Vermont, we were like, that took a lot of time, you know, that we didn't get to go places and see things. We still did a sure, lot, but yeah, um, we were like, we should look for a house that's moving ready this time so that we can have a couple years of reprieve, you know, and with <laughs> COVID being the way that it was, we ended up in a 1790s farmhouse. Oh my
0: goodness. It was the only
1: house I could find, but it's been a complete renovation. Like the room that I'm in right now is one of four rooms in the house that's not needed to be completely gutted. Oh and restarted. So, there's certainly a uh, balance of both of, you know, can we get out and travel and can we stay in and make the house actually livable? <laughs> so...
0: Yeah. And make the house a home too. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like, my
1: husband's not sure if we'll be here another year or two years. And I said, on the one hand, I'm kind of like, you know, Hey, I'm ready to go. Like whenever, um, you know, if we get orders, we're, we're ready to go. But on the other hand, I kind of have this feeling of if we could just stay a little bit longer, we could actually like inhabit the home and enjoy living here. You know? So yeah. we'll see how that goes over the next couple of years. But, um, it's, it's definitely a balance.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes you're only there for so long that it's like, what do you do? Like, you know, you have no other choice, but to kind of be like in and out at sometimes and you have to, you know, be able to be adaptable and, and figure that out too.
1: Yes. In Hawaii, we had our longest stint of just over three years of being somewhere, but um our shortest stint was only six months. So sometimes it's like we move into a house, we make sure that everybody has their beds, because that's a major one in our house right. having your own bed. Um, but we've set beds up and then we've kind of just lived out of boxes, you know, until it's like, all right, time for the next time to go. Um yeah. so I I do I do miss having the ability to set up Christmas decorations and you know, actually make it feel like it's your home for that time. Um, but hopefully, we'll be finished soon with this run. Out if we can do
0: that. So. <laughs> yeah, and you know, sometimes like there's not even time to unpack the boxes, which makes it easier for moving the next time. Like it's yeah, a little more yeah. convenient. But you know, you just ha- kind of have to be unprepared or be prepared for the unexpected. And yes, uh, our Texas move, we lived in a hotel for. As a family we lived in a hotel for 2 months and then we lived in a fisher wow. house for 10 months and then oh my goodness we lived in a ho- in an actual house from November of 2012 and then we moved May of 2014 so like we were wow. kind of all over the place you know from hotel to you know and those 2 months in the hotel that was just like our whole family and uh there were like two months when my dad was in the hospital. And so we were all in the hotel as well. So we spent oh, like goodness. three, four months in the hotel, you know, before we even moved into the Fisher house and kind of had like a permanent, you know, little kind of permanent thing of where we were living and then yeah. we finally got a house. So you wow. never know, you know, what you're walking into when you move somewhere.
1: Yeah, absolutely. 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 That's very true.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm preparing to be a military spouse myself now. Like I'm congratulations. Thank you. I've lived, you know, the child life and now I'm walking into the life of a military spouse. And, you know, seeing the differences from the child perspective to the spouse perspective, you know, there's so much more, you know, as a child, you don't know because like my mom did a really well job of kind of shielding us from the chaos that, yeah. that comes with it. And now, you know, I'm seeing the chaotic side of it and it's like, Whoa, this is, you know, this is a lot to, to deal with and to, to handle and, you know, yeah. everything that goes on behind the scenes too.
1: Yeah. And there's definitely, there's definitely a lot that you don't, um, you don't necessarily see from a civilian side. Like we had a lot of friends that were in the military. I grew up around air force and army extensively. And Mm -hmm. you don't really realize until you're in that spouse position where you're like, Oh my goodness. You know, I didn't realize it was just, you know, from my perspective, it was like, well, you guys have to move, but it wasn't the, you know, long list of things that have to be done before you get to move. And that process of figuring things out and the stresses of, you know, having to move without your spouse around and, Um, So there's definitely, there's definitely things that the spouse carries that children and civilians just, they don't see it and they don't get it, you know?
0: Yeah. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I'm very excited. I love the military life and I, instead I wouldn't, I said I would never get back into the military life because I was, you know, I saw it from a child's perspective and I was, I was good, but no, I am very happy to be, you know, back in the military life and you know, once you never really leave it, but I'm very happy yeah. to, to step into the new shoes of a spouse. Is your fiance in the same branch as your dad, or a different branch? A different branch. My dad was Army, um, okay. and he's a Marine. So, oh wow, okay. It'll be kind of two complete opposite spectrums. And my dad, uh, when I was, you know, old enough to remember, he was Army Reserve, so we didn't move around at all. (laughs) So going from reserve to active duty and, you know, there's so many different changes and challenges that, you know, the two sides of it face separately too. Yes. Yes.
1: I was um, enlisting to be in the air force when I met my husband and um, we grew up in Colorado Springs. So we had both army and air force friends, but right. my primary kind of interaction had been with air force. And then my husband comes along and he's army. And I was like, in Colorado Springs, there's a, a big divide because the air force is on the North end. And then the army's on the South end. And, you know, as a local, if you're out looking for a guy, which I wasn't, but if you were, <laughs> you aimed for the North end of town, you know, you wanted to get yes. with the, the air force officers up there. <laughs> uh, and the, the army were kind of like the bad guys, you know? Yeah. Um, not bad guys, but just bad boys kind of thing. Yeah. When my husband and I met and he was like, yeah, I'm in the army. And I was like in the army, you know, I really, like <laughs> you, but I don't know about this. Um, but as I, you know, we went forward in our relationship and, you know, we decided that we were going to get married and everything. Um, I've kind of completely forgotten everything that is air force side and it's all yeah. been about the army. And so my sister's husband was um in the air force and we'd have conversations and using acronyms and I'm like, "Wait a second, what does that mean?" She's like, "You know what that means." And I'm like, "No, I don't anymore. I, I can't <laughs> remember." <where we're- laughs> <You know? laughs> so there's there's definitely some differences that you have to like, you know, tune into and figure out, but Yeah. That's awesome.
0: You know, they my dad and, you know, my fiance go back and forth of like you know the the battle between the branches, like you know, <laughs> which yeah. branch is superior, and it's kind of funny. You know, sitting back from my perspective and being like, "Well, I'm an army brat for life. I'm gonna be a marine wife." So, where it makes do a great I bumper fall? sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, yeah, I have a Tumblr that my mom had someone make for me, and it says like born an army brat or something on one side and it says but my heart belongs to a marine on the other the different colors but yeah oh my gosh the things you could do with that is (laughs) insane yeah
1: that's awesome though that's awesome when are you guys getting
0: married in june
1: oh
0: congratulations crossed in june so
1: (laughs) as long as nothing else happens in the world
0: (laughs) exactly as long as his orders don't change june June is when it's happening so awesome that's great are you guys getting married in Florida or we are we're doing a destination wedding to a Disney and so we're just doing small you know simple until we know exactly what he's gonna be doing and where he's gonna be at because he's in like a transition phase right now um, yeah. And so once we figure all that out, we're like, OK, we're going to do a big celebration, you know, later on down the road. But for right now, we're kind of just going to keep it small and simple and, you know, just just invite the people who are necessary. you know. Yeah. Keep That's awesome. family and stuff. But, yeah, it's so exciting. And walking into the life of the military wife is it's a daunting, you know, task and everything. But it'll be, it'll be a journey for sure. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So what kind of like, you know, good things or bad things or like challenges have you faced, you know, kind of walking into this, this world of being a military spouse?
1: Um, wow. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a great question. What are the two um, sides of it? Yeah, the two sides are for sure. Um, so I was raised you know, being around military people, but my dad was not military. Um, And so when my husband and I decided that we were going to get married, we did our entire engagement long distance. And um, when we packed up my car and we left from where we'd gotten married in Colorado and headed out to Virginia, um, I wasn't, I wasn't mentally prepared for the amount of loneliness that you were going to experience. I think that that's one thing that military spouses have To overcome a lot is, you know, especially when you move from home, but when you move and you leave friends or you leave somewhere that you really loved, it is emotionally challenging to be able to overcome that. And especially if it's in quick succession, sometimes you don't even get to have time to make friends before you have to move on again. Um, so that's definitely a con, uh, as far as that side goes. Um, I think a bonus point was, you know, as my husband and I moved into that active duty life and, you know, getting kind of the, the rhythm of how things were going to work, the two of us grew a lot closer and we really had to depend on each other a lot more than, you know, either one of us necessarily expected from it. And I, I kind of enjoy that. The, the first few years of our marriage were difficult on one hand, cause you didn't have the support. Like when we had our first baby, um, we didn't even get a baby shower. My mom tried hosting one you know, virtually, but, um, it didn't turn out like we didn't have people, you know, (laughs) send gifts or anything. So our first baby, we had like nothing and we had to buy everything. We had no, you know, really close friends or anything that where we lived. But on the other hand, we, we got to be really close together and we, you know, got to learn a lot more about each other than if we had been, um, in a situation where we were at home you know, not having family close, it was more of a teamwork effort between the two of us, rather than, you know, being something where we had other people to rely on. So I I think that that's definitely, it's a harder side of things to get used to. But when my husband and I, you know, work as a team, we work really well as a team. And we've, we've learned to kind of overcome those hurdles, and, you know, work together. And I, I think that that's, a better place to be in, in the end, you know, it's, it's great having family and having people close, but having each other to lean on was really something that we, we learned a lot from and we enjoyed. So, um, the longer we've been married, um, the more kids we've had and everything, um, there's obviously other complications that come up. My parents ended up moving out, East here to be closer with us. And, um, when we moved up to New York, they moved to New York with us. And so we have family now that is close. Um, and that's, that's definitely a bonus having, having family to be able to say, Hey, you know, we need to go out. Can you babysit? You Um, (laughs) it alleviates a lot of kind of the difficulties that we had earlier on in our marriage. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. We've, we love the military. Um, you know, and people oftentimes ask us like, what's your backup plan? Like, where are you going to go if you end up not being in the military? And my husband and I don't really have one, you know, we've, we've enjoyed it so much and we've embraced the military life so much that I don't know the concept of having a backup plan is kind of remote to us. And obviously we probably should have. <laughs> <We> never know <laughs> when that last day might be, but you know, we've, we've just enjoyed every aspect of, of how it works. And, um, you know, my husband loves serving his country and loves doing what he does. And so we've we spent a long time trying to just invest in the military and invest in being in the army, you know, and actually engaging in not just, you know, my husband being in the army, but actually having our family be a part of the military lifestyle and a part of the military community. So...
0: Yeah, you definitely form that community and, you know, you rely, you know, you rely on your spouse so much more, you know, especially, you know, doing long distance. Like that's all I have known in my relationship is long distance. And so, you know, it can present some struggles and, you know, some hard times and challenges and things like that, Um, you know, with any relationship, you know, as well. Um, but you definitely do, you know, you cherish those moments that you have and you learn to make the best of, you know, any situation that you might be in. And, you know, loneliness is a real thing. And so you only yeah. have, you know, you and your spouse when you go th- to a new spot and, you know, kids if you have them, of course. But you have to kind of learn to, you know, overcome that and even put yourself out there to, to meet new people and to meet new friends and grow that community that you have for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I struggle sometimes with doing that. Cause I, I'm an extroverted or an introverted extrovert. So I love <laughs> being around people. I like get a high off of them, yeah. but the initial interaction of like introducing myself, I always hate, <laughs> I <wanna be laughs> Like you know, have somebody be like, Hey, have you met so-and-so? And then, yeah. you know, I do fine. But, um, that is definitely a hard one when you turn up and you're the new person in a room that you have no idea of the dynamic. You don't know how many people have lived there for how long and you know who's who. And there's definitely anxiety that you walk in and you're like, um, okay, so I'm new, but I don't want people to know that.
0: <laughs> like, how can I how can I make friends without making this awkward? <laughs> yeah. And like you don't want to say the wrong thing or, you know, offend someone and you don't know the different branches that could be there and there's so much that you kind of have to just you know go with the flow and sometimes you just sit there and you hope someone says hello <laughs> and
1: you yes, know there're yes. times it
0: it may be easier to make conversation and you know meet someone new
1: yes for me, I'd rather just sit there and like, let everybody else talk anyway. Cause you know, being around the people, I get that high of, Oh, I'm with people without having to be the one interacting. So sometimes I'm really bad at that. I'll just sit there and I'll be like, if they want to know, they'll ask me, (laughs) 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 I probably should be a bit more friendly. Yeah. But
0: coming from so many different areas too, you know, you know, a lot of times it's hard to, you know, still even put yourself out there and you know, you have so many friends and it's hard to to leave your friends and to make new friends. And sometimes, you know, you rely on your old friends a little more than you would a new friend too. Yeah, that's true.
1: I've had a lot of friends that I've made over the time that we spend a lot of time together, you know, wherever we're at. And then when we leave, I barely talk to them again, but Mm -hmm. I have five solid friends that From the time that I became a military spouse, I know that if something was to happen, I could reach out to any one of them and be like, hey, you know, I need help with this. Or, um, you know, we traveled back in February through Michigan and um, a friend of ours that I haven't seen since we left Hawaii, we've been in contact, but sometimes like she'll send me a text and I won't respond for like three weeks, you know, or I'll send her an email and she doesn't respond to me for a month. Um, But we still have conversations. And, you know, when we went through Michigan, it was like, we have to get together. Like we have to see each other and but kids got together and everything. It was like no time had passed whatsoever. And I think that that's kind of the amazing side of the military life is that, you know, yeah, you, sometimes you lose friends that you expected to keep, but other times you gain these friends that, you know, they're basically family and you can't, you can't determine which one's going to be in advance, but when it ends up and you're like, Hey, this is a really good friendship and it's lasted a really long time. You know? So yeah, i I've got some friends that it's been 10 years and this other friend, it's been seven of, you know, just solid. We raised our babies together for the first three years and then life happened and, you know, time and distance separated us. But when we get to see each other or when we get to have those conversations, it's like, oh my gosh, we just bond. You know, there's, there's just this, this click, you know? And uh, so it's really nice to have that ability to have friends that, you know, you can stay in contact with regardless of whether you're seeing them every single day or not, you still have, um, you know, a deep enough relationship with them that if something was to come up with her, like I would drop everything to go and help her, you know? So, um, that's definitely something that you is pretty unique to the military life in the sense that you, you know, you kind of get jumbled up in the bag and you get mixed around and eventually you find people again that you didn't realize you'd ever see again. So, yeah, you know,
0: And that's 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 definitely definitely, an uptake. Yeah, that's something I hear like over and over again. Like, even from my perspective as a child, you know, it's like time doesn't pass when you, you know, you're able to talk to a friend again or whatever the case may be. You have friends all over the world. Yeah.
1: The first, um, Italian commander's wife that we had, she was amazing because all of the new wives came in and she actually sat us down and we had like a month long, once a week get together where she was like, okay, here's the fundamentals of what you need to know about the military life. And here are the things that if you can nail them now, will help you go into the future. Um, and I'm so grateful that she sat us down through, you know, that class, but Um, something that she said was be careful who you make enemies with, you know, you don't want to make enemies (laughs) with anyone, but be careful because you're going to find people again in the future. And you might be like, I'm just never going to see these people again, but you will, and you know, make good friendships and, you know, leave a good lasting impression where you're at so that when you meet these people again, because it's going to happen, you're going to meet them. Even if it's five years or 10 years down the road, you're going to meet them again. And, um, that really stuck with me. And it's been so true. Like, you know, you follow some people we've had one family that until this duty station, we have literally followed each other, you know, two months behind at every duty station. And, um, you know, there's other people that we haven't seen since we were at Benning, but we ended up at Fort Drum together seven and a half years later. And you just, you just never know. Um, and I think that that's, I think that's something that's kind of great being able to keep in contact with people. But she also told us to keep a book of, you know, people that we were, you know, acquaintances with and people that we were really good friends with and keep their phone numbers and the address that they lived in, you know, at that house that you knew them. And, um, she's like, cause you never know when you're going to need that information. Or yeah. you'll turn up a post and somebody will drop their name and you'll be like, wait a second, I know who that is. You know, and you can go back and text them. Are you here or Facebook now? But are you <laughs> at this dude station? Oh my gosh, you're here, you know? Yeah. So um, that that does, it helps immensely being able to find people that you're like, hey, I, I know you. So um, yeah. when that happens, it's definitely a joy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's so true to not make enemies because they always pop back up. <laughs> And sometimes yeah. not for a good reason either.
1: Yeah. Well, and sometimes people kind of, you know, become enemies that you don't even realize, you know, you, you were out there and they just didn't like you. And you're like, wait yeah. a second. I didn't realize there was a problem there.
0: You know? Exactly. You never <laughs> Go know. Go out of your way to make sure that you're not making enemies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Well, one question I always like to end with is what advice would you give to another military spouse?
1: That's a hard question. Another like veteran
0: military spouse or a new military spouse? Either way. What would you okay. tell a military spouse?
1: Wow. I mean, there's so <laughs> many things like I could, I could sit here and like compile an entire list. Um, I
0: know. you know,
1: I, I'm, I'm going to use this one just because it's technically not mine. This belongs to Kim and our first duty station, but it yeah. was something that she really like, you know, kind of drove into us as being an important thing. Keep a list of the addresses that you lived at because you have absolutely no idea at the beginning of things, how many addresses you're going to (laughs) forget, When she said that, she was like, make yourself a binder and have a permanent piece of paper that had a list of addresses of where you either have lived because, you know, that's a big one. But the one you're in transition and you send your mail somewhere um, and you don't, you know, you don't think I never lived there, but you sent it to your parents house or you sent it to, you know, your friend that you were going in advance to and staying at their house. And those get logged as being your addresses, um, even if you never physically resided there. Yeah. Um, And so having her tell me that, like my husband and I still to this day, sometimes we're like, what was the number at that house that we lived at, you know, three duty stations ago? Like you shouldn't have forgotten that, (laughs) but we can go back to our book and we can be like, Oh, Hey, in 2015, we were here and we didn't technically live at that house, but that's the question that, you know, the bank's asking, or when you go to buy a house and they're like, how many places have you lived in the last 10 years? And you're like, I don't know, Um, (laughs) but having, having that list of being able to go, okay, when we were PCSing from Hawaii, we had no address. So we sent it to my sister's house in Florida. And you know, that's what the bank's actually wanting to know. So I can't, I can't claim that as my own, but I think that Kim nailed it and, you know, sent it out through the park that make a list, keep track of what you've done, the people you've known, the homes you've lived in, the places you've sent your mail or forwarded them to, (laughs) um, because whether it's you know, a deployed spouse that is gone while you're PCSing, or if it's just trying to negotiate through the endless hoops that banks and, you know, even Facebook wants for you to get through into your account, you know, um, having those things is, is good and it's helpful. So a lot of spouses I've talked to that, you know, even veteran spouses have been like, wow, I've never thought of that. And I'm like, "I well, Kim's the one that thought of that. (laughs) um, I think that would definitely be my you know, I could come up with 10 other things, but um, that would be the one thing that, you know, keep a list of where you've been and what you've done, um, because it'll come back eventually. You'll need it. So.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing, you know, a piece of your journey of being a military spouse. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. It was great getting to meet you. Yes. You as well. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.